Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Work and Play podcast. Over the last 24 hours, informal news has come over social media that many of the performers for the great entertainment and shows at Walt Disney World have been let go. Many of these performers took to Facebook and elsewhere to let fans know they're being laid off and of the bittersweet pain they were feeling disappointed by the announcement while reflecting on years of being able to perform in what could be considered one of the world's greatest entertainment complexes. We look at the realities of this in this podcast, what the union had to say, and three major factors that probably led to this that many may not know of. We will also go through the entire resort to all of the entertainment offerings and share with you what we know at this time about where these are at. You'll find an additional notes page that will outline many of the things that we'll be talking about today. But know that beyond the keynotes, photos, and links, most of my commentary I keep to this podcast. So be sure to listen and stay with us. Let me just start with the union statement. It's the only formal thing that has really gotten out to the public. Um, on Disney's websites, the entertainment is largely still listed there, just simply as temporarily unavailable, as it has for many months now. Um, so Disney has not released any formal statement. However, the union has. It stated, Our hearts go out to all of the cast members of Walt Disney World, said Kate Schindel, president of Actors' Equity Association. Disney has made it clear that our members would face work reductions since they announced layoffs of nearly 28,000 employees. That does not make this news any less painful. These reductions are another tragic reminder that until the virus is brought under control with the national strategy for mass testing and contact tracing, everyone who works in the arts needs help like extended pandemic unemployment insurance and federal COBRA health insurance subsidies. Now, let me just stop there. Nothing stated in that paragraph do I disagree with in the least. And yet I felt, and this is my concern with Actors' Equity, is that they do a great job of representing Broadway. I have a struggle in my own mind that it really represents well industrial entertainment like Walt Disney World. And when I say industrial entertainment, what I mean is people here are employed for a long term in a very consistent thing as opposed to a show that would be played out in different cities or be played on the great Broadway stage for maybe a year or two and then people kind of move on or the show moves on. This is a very different kind of creature and I feel like it doesn't always tend to this. When, um, when Disney World, Walt Disney World got ready to reopen, you'll recall that all the unions created agreements with Disney except for one and it was Actors' Equity. Why do I mention this? Well, my understanding is that on day one, when, when cast members, before the parks opened, when cast members began returning to work, 
so did entertainers. And in fact, entertainers were not only going through the um, COVID-19 training and workshops that they were having around pandemic, around the pandemic and around uh, safety measures related to the pandemic, they were in entertainment rehearsals during this time. And yet, Actors' Equity came along and said, yeah, we don't have an agreement yet, and Disney sent all of them home. I kind of think, looking back on this, that these performers were intended to go in back to work on day one. And when they couldn't reach that immediate agreement, that Disney just kind of went on without them using temporary, um, other temporary forms of shows and performers. And the result was is over time they saw maybe we don't need to have these shows going on in order to, um, in order to maintain the capacity we're currently restricted at, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in a few minutes. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, I think Actors' Equity missed a moment here and that maybe many of these performers would have already been back to work by now if it had not created its agreements with Disney in a timely manner. That said, let me go on with the union statement. Before the pandemic, about 780 equity members were employed at Walt Disney World, either full-time, part-time, or seasonally. About 60 are currently working or about to return in, to work in the park. About 720 equity member workers have now been laid off. According to the new MOU with Disney, these laid off members maintain recall rights until the end of 2021. Let me just stop again for a moment and speak about this. Remember, and we had a great um, podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it's been perhaps the most popular podcast I've had in the last couple of months about the Disney approach to layoffs. And in that, we talk about how it is a right to work state and a right to determine whether or not you want to be part of a union. So when, just because they say 780 equity members are employed at Walt Disney World does not mean that the all the performers we talk about tonight are part of Actors' Equity. Many fall under different kinds of entertainment uh, responsibilities and so forth. This is just the many of the key people that are in major show positions. So I would assume, for instance, that uh, the performer, most of the performers, but not necessarily all, of Hoop-de-Doo or the Citizens of Hollywood or Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular are members of this union. But please understand that many have chosen not to be represented by the union. Those numbers may not be reflected here. And beyond that, remember, it's not just about the performer. There are stage management and technical management and show support, costumers and makeup and cosmetologists. So many people who support this. There's a team, as I recall, there's a team of 35 people who come in just to take care of hair and makeup. Yes, on animatronics, but also on performers and their roles and they show up way early in the morning to do their role these people are impacted so there are many people impacted by this is what my my message here is 
Continuing on with the union statement, equity has been fighting for a governmental response to an arts industry shutdown since March, when it first asked for an economic relief package for an, an industry in crisis. The union then fought for the passage of the CARES Act in March, helping expand the bill to apply to arts workers who lost future work. It is currently fighting for passage of the HEROES Act, as well as a full COBRA subsidy for workers who have lost their employment-based insurance. I hope that happens. I hope that happens for everyone impacted, not just performers, but again, everyone involved with the layoffs at Walt Disney World. So I did understand that those Disney performers would stay in the furlough um, until the 1st of December when they were going to be laid off. Um, so that's my understanding now, but, but please understand, I totally, I totally get the challenge here because most of these individuals will not be able to maintain an entertainment role. There aren't other roles in this town. There isn't more, unless they figure out how to reinvent themselves on social media, they're either going to choose to go back to another work and how many, you know, I mean, the joke is how many actors, you know, um, you know, uh, um, serve tables at night. But frankly, there are jobs open for people wanting to serve ta tables because those have been dramatically reduced. And there have been a lot of layoffs in the restaurant business and retail business and so forth. And that's a problem because that really means that many of these individuals are either going to go unemployed for a very long period or going to have to go out of state just for a job that isn't even necessarily performance related. And, and so there's some real hardship uh, involved with this and we can't emphasize enough the painful difficulties so many are facing uh, through this through this period of time. Now I want to stop and talk about what I see as three major factors that are have influenced this decision. Why the layoffs this week? Why weren't they a couple of weeks ago? Why aren't they maybe the first of 21. Why is it that, um, and I don't pretend to know all the inside details and Disney certainly has not revealed those, but let me just suggest a couple of things that are going on around the world that are d impacting here at Walt Disney World. First of all, um, uh, capacity restrictions and the need to keep costs down uh, when capacity is at low, is lowest at the heart of what stays and what goes entertainment-wise at Walt Disney World. Um, you have to understand there's a balance that Disney's playing. It's staying within a low capacity of the number of people. And a lot of people are saying, well, but wait, they've increased capacity. Not necessarily. They've increased hours and thus capacity, but they haven't necessarily increased their capacity per se. They may have opened up more hotels and that increased capacity, but they haven't, I don't know, or there may be more people taking advantage and filling the parks in that capacity they've stated, um, thus making it look like there are a lot more people in the parks. I have an entire podcast around that capacity issue. However, what we're trying to say is they're balancing that capacity issue with the cost issue. you got to keep costs down. So it isn't just like, oh, let's go open all the shows, even though capacity isn't there. Um, and in fact, one of the things that was really interesting to see was the attendance 
um, there was this moment when there had not been an agreement with uh, the Union in which um, the Grand Floridian, uh, um, the uh, Grand Floridian Society Orchestra was transported over to um, the stage for Beauty and the Beast live on stage on Sunset Boulevard, and they did this little musical thing. Well, between COVID, uh, social distancing, and interest in general, these this venue did not fill out a great deal. So just because you bring the actors back doesn't mean they're going to fill um, f- fill these shows. So there's this balance that Disney's having to play. And, and in that, in, in the context of that, it's being shaped by three key issues. First, it is announced today that Disneyland Paris is reclosing on June 30th due to a lockdown established by President Emmanuel Macron. Uh, even though it reopened, it's now having closed down. They're hoping to, that it reopens back at December 1st before the holidays. But right now, COVID cases are going up in Europe in a dramatic way and especially in France, and the president has decided to do a lockdown in that context. Secondly, that then suggests some things that are going on in the United States. While Florida COVID cases have gone up marginally, cases around the country, especially in key sectors where we draw tourists, um, that's going up considerably. So if you're management and you're looking at this and going, are we going to be able to be, are we going to be able to increase capacity? Are there going to be more people checking into our hotels and coming and visiting our parks in a month or two or three? It doesn't look very likely. Here's the third thing. California Disneyland did a big podcast on all, uh, well, actually, I've done a couple of podcasts, and I'm sorry that I keep bringing the new, the doom and gloom news from Disneyland because I'd rather bring something more positive, and I did promise I would, so I will do that. However, uh, last week, they created requirements for the major theme parks to reopen that were so difficult that it appears that Disneyland will not be opening anytime soon. By the way, Governor Newsom, who was not part of that announcement last week, finally spoke up um, over the last day or so, um, not using the word Disneyland once. He states, self-evidently, we should be concerned about opening up large theme theme parks, which by definition, people mix from all possible walks of life and putting ourselves and others at risk of seeing transmission rates rise. Boy, let me just stop on that part of the quote. Uh, yeah, you know, all these people mixing together. What, what do you call that? It's called California. <laughs> it's, it's not limited to Disneyland. That's California. That's, the, that's our world at large. So the way he states that makes it sound like you've got this dirty mix of people coming together, which I am frankly offended by. Then he goes up. Then he goes on, because I think reporters were asking, what about Disneyland? What about Disneyland? And he goes, quote, you bring up one theme park. California has dozens and dozens of theme parks, he said. You bring up one particular operator of a theme park that does things very, very differently than the other operators. 
you have theme parks that are really cities that operate hotels and restaurant facilities, not just organized around carousels and other amenities. You see others that are out on beaches and boardwalks that um, are very, um, that are very, very different. Okay, so I've, I've got an end of quote there. I've got a real problem with this because um, you have theme parks that are really cities. There's only one possible city in the theme park business out in California, and that's the Disneyland Resort. No other theme parks have attended. I mean, there's kind of this little motel, hotel thing next to Knott's, and, but it is not the same thing like Universal out here has several hotels. So he's clearly talking about Disneyland, and he's clearly determined that this park is not opening anytime soon and and it's always good and with COVID cases being what it is we need to be careful but at the same time Orange County where Disneyland resides is a very conservative county and right now there is a lot of hostility that has occurred over the last many months between Orange County that wants to buck the system and California who wants to lock down that system and and I feel like too often, Disneyland has taken the brunt of this. Now, meanwhile, Disney has declared that we'll open up shops and restaurants on Buena Vista Street at Disney California Venture. In fact, a backlot uh, shop at Stage 17 in Hollywoodland was already made accessible from the main promenade. Um, and also, by the way, a few weeks ago, Disneyland announced that its primary entertainment shows... Um, Frozen Life at Hyperion and Mickey and the Magical Map would not reopen when the parks came back online. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. But let me tell you, if you've not seen these shows, these are superb. Frozen Life at the Hyperion is Broadway caliber, although a shorter show um, than the Frozen on Broadway. Um, but the venue is superb. And the quality of the experience is superb. And Mickey and the Magical Map is designed to melt your heart. It is truly one of the best singing, dancing, uh, kids of the kingdom style shows that has ever been created. And so to see these things not reopening when the parks come back online is just, is, is just as sad as news of Beauty and the Beast or um, Indiana Jones or Festival of the Lion King or Finding Nemo the Musical. That's that's as terrible a news. So why am I mentioning all this? I'm really not trying to, go again, go down rabbit holes. But the reason I'm mentioning this is because I believe that um, corporate does not want to increase, even though... They can increase the capacity at Walt Disney World at any time. They do not want to be seen as increasing that capacity line. They'll kind of work some, some things out by increasing the number of hours and so forth, thus increasing that capacity with, while staying at the same percentage. But they don't want to change that percentage because then California is going to say, see, we still got COVID out there and they're just trying to reach capacity. So if we tell them to open up at 25%, they'll open up at 25%. The next thing you know, they'll turn around and, and open it up to 50, 80 or whatever. And I think corporate has decided they have got to keep the net capacity number low. Why am I mentioning this? Because as it relates to entertainment. 
it's come to my attention that two weeks ago, some of these entertainment, some of these entertainment acts had come back to Walt Disney World and had been practicing to reopen. And cast members were able to hear those rehearsals, see those cast members walking around in costume. Those shows were actually getting ready to come back to Walt Disney World as of two weeks ago. And now suddenly they have all been laid off. I think it's because of this, again, political football game between Florida and California. And in fact, the tragedy that is, we're not getting past COVID. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So it's hard. It's hard to think that so many have been laid off. I want to talk for, I want to go park by park talk about who was laid off this week, who is yet to be determined or maybe has already been laid off, um, but we don't know because Disney hasn't published an official map. It, the only thing it says officially is that it's temporarily unavailable. We'll also talk about who currently is performing in the parks. So let's talk about those. This week at the Magic Kingdom, the citizens of Main Street, which, I mean, these guys have been around for many, many years, and they are just, they are part of the brickwork. They have been laid off. Monsters Incorporated La Floor, which is a tremendous, uh, high-capacity, move-through, a lot of people attraction, but honestly, at a socially distance, you can't manage it with socially distance. The way you get comedy is by find, by gather by getting as many people in that room and as having as many people to so to speak pick on to build that comedy. And if there's only a handful, it's really hard to build out that comedic set. Plus, you have the social distancing and all. So it was laid off this week. Now, what is yet to be determined? And again, many of these are not covered by Actors Equity which is again why those numbers that I mentioned earlier are probably not inclusive of these things. But let's consider all that is not occurring at least right now. Let the magic begin. That's the big show on Cinderella Castle at the hour the park opens. Character meet and greets all throughout the park. The Main Street Trolley Show coming down the street with its dancers. Casey's Corner Pianist. Oh, I miss that sound. I'm not even a hot dog fan, but darn, I'm going to buy a hot dog the minute that pianist shows back up. The flag retreat at the end of the day apparently says it's temporarily unavailable. I thought I'd seen it one day, but apparently not. Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, a very nice, um, again, Kids of the Kingdom style show on the castle stage. Move It, Shake It, Mouska Dance It, Street Party. Would not be surprised if it does not return, or at least if it does it returns in that form. Disney Festival, a fantasy parade. We all miss that. Just send the send the dragon at least down the street, would you? Just send the dragon. I'm surprised it didn't come down during the Halloween period. People would have loved to have seen the dragon. And then finally, and most people don't think about this as entertainment because there's no actors. But this is uh, one of the biggest pieces of entertainment every day. The fireworks celebrate the magic. And the team that, there's a lot, Disney has the biggest pyrotechnics team. Orders more pyro than anyone else in the world. 
and all of these shows without pyro it's a disappointing time currently working the dapper dance um although they're called the cadaver dance during halloween character cavalcades and appearances so you see the uh, the country bear is up on the porch above country bear jamboree you see mickey minnie and friends up at the train station and then uh the main street philharmonic uh marching band um that's uh, still performing and uh, is just a wonderful piece um, that really adds to the flavor of the parks right now. At Epcot, this week, apparently some, maybe more um, casual, temporary, part-time Voices of Liberty, because Voices of Liberty has been noted as the replacement for Candlelight Processional this year at Epcot. Um, they have not been performing up to this point, but apparently some component of it will be performing during the holidays, which will be welcomed. Also, apparently, Turtle Talk with Crush has um, been laid off this week. Previously laid off has already been quite a bit of entertainment. Uh, Sergio, the, most of it is World Showcase stuff. Sergio, the Italian juggler, British Revolution, uh, Mazzorizza, which was the drummer group in Japan, the Jeweled Dragon Acrobats in China, um, Marimba de las Americas, I believe is not performing, though Mariachi um, Cobre is. Sever uh, Amusant, uh, that was the um, one with the chairs in France. Um, Entertainment at the Canada Mill Stage. By the way, that's what it's called. I can't even remember the name of the last more recent group at Canada. So that's that's a that's a concern when you can't even remember the name of the last group that came through and it's not even listed in Disney's notes. Character um, meet and greets throughout the park and Epcot Forever. By the way, um, two things on this, lest I forget. I counted up all the character meet and greets. How many characters can you see in all the parks across all the parks there were about 70 characters that you could meet and greet and mind you for every character there's got to be three four five people uh sorry if i'm breaking the magic here that are best friends with that character right right best friends with that character so you're talking you know you talk about 70 times you know, four. You're talking about hundreds of people, and we're not even talking about parades or shows that include the Disney characters. We're not even talking about the buffets where you have character meet and greets. We are just talking about the character meet and greets, the ones you could often get a fast pass for, but some not as as here in Epcot. The other thing I'm um, so at any rate, a lot of characters um, that we're missing, and yes, some of them are waving from the train station, all, but it's a very small number, many of them in the Calvacade, but not nearly the number that we had before. Then going to, um, um, uh, you had character meet and greets. I also mentioned Epcot Forever. I don't, that show was supposed to be replaced by Harmonious, which is yet to be determined, but is were being worked on, but that show was supposed to be uh, replaced by now. So we can probably anticipate that we will not see Epcot forever, forever. Um, to be determined, the I said the Rose and Crown Pub musician, and I say that because honestly, 
that character, that individual, those individuals, and, and, and it may have included also uh, the pianist from the Grand Floridian, but they have been using a pianist in the World Showplace during the Food and Wine Festival. So they're actually working right now, but what happens after that is over remains to be seen. Again, just like the, uh, the Grand Floridian um, Society Orchestra, just because they're all working right now, not to get anybody anxious. And by the way, I could be wrong on some of these. These are only what we know informally because people have said them like on Facebook and so forth. Um, but uh, long and short, um, that future is a little uncertain. What is working right now is character cavalcades um, and characters like Joy um, that are kind of socially distanced. The Jamiters and Mariachi Cobre are currently working and on the um, American Garden stage and apparently will continue being doing shows probably during the day. And then again, the Voices of Liberty are supposed to be back at, at Christmas. I would like to see the Voices of Liberty permanently showcased every week. And by the way, what we're not including here are uh, other, you know, um, Eat to the Beat concerts and and uh, Candlelight Procession. So much entertainment we are missing right now. Um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, this was a big layoff week. Citizens of Hollywood. These... Some of these folks have been since day one, since 1989. This is, this is a juggernaut to have these people laid off because you wonder where they'll go next and what their career will be. And my prayers, heart and prayers are out to them. Here's another tricky one. Indiana Jones, epic stunt spectacular. This is not an easy show to stage. You can, um, you're assuming that you can just, you know, call everybody up in eight or 10 or 12 months or whenever you redo the show. And I think the show will be redone. I think most all of this will come back pretty much. But um, I'd love to think that Citizens of Hollywood will not go away permanently. Um, I don't think the end of Indiana Jones' epic stunt spectacular is here. Um, however, that's a big piece of ground that could be used for uh, lots of other things. So who knows? But there's supposed to be another Indiana Jones movie coming out. So it's hard and it does take in a lot of gas. But again, it's not easy to restage. And you have lookalike characters, not just Indy and Marion, but but also the big guy at the end. You just can't get that big guy as a stunt double anywhere. Um, just lots of lots of players in that. The Voyage of the Little Mermaid, uh, big disappointment for my son, who has chosen not to go the, back to the parks until uh, these shows are back. Jedi Training Academy, Trials of the Temple. You man, these guys worked a gazillion shows a day. I mean, they were literally doing 12, 14 shows a day. It seemed. Um, Green Army Patrol and also the Green Army Drum Corps, which was in Toy Story Land, and the Disney Junior Dance Party. Now, what is currently happening is the Disney Junior Play and Dance still, but the Dance Party has not returned. Um, again, character meet and greets, that's yet to be determined, and two 
uh, evening, um, well, three evening shows, Wonderful World of Animation, which preceded Star Wars, A Galactic Spectacular, and then finally, Fantasmic. Think about all of those characters who were involved in that finale at Fantasmic and were on stage. That's a lot of people who, at this point, and again, they may have been part of the layoffs this week. We just don't know whether they have formally been laid off. Um, not They are not necessarily union individuals. They may belong to um, um, a different union, but not necessarily to the Actors' Equity Union. Um, then we have, and then now currently working Disney Junior Play and Dance, um, the kind of the substitute uh, for Junior a Disney Junior Dance Party. For the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration that is currently playing. Um, the character cavalcades, uh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge character appearances, and those actors that uh, that perform at Savi's workshop. So those are the things that are currently happening at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Finally, our next is Disney's Animal Kingdom. This week, wow, these two are the biggies, in my opinion. The best shows on property in terms of theatrical entertainment. Festival of the Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical. This is just heart-wrenching. These are great performers, performers we have seen for years. I can't go through Finding Nemo without truly crying. As a father, you can't watch that show and not be totally broken up emotionally at the end by it. Um, it is joyful. It is, it is musical. It is, it is emotional. Um, also, the Pandora's Rangers, that utility suit, cute little thing, um, act, but not happening. Previously, also laid off was Rivers of Light. Even Bob Chapek had announced that that was no longer going to occur. To be determined, character meet and greets, the Bollywood Beats, the Discovery Island Drummers, Pandora Drummers. Some of these may have been like the Epcot ones laid off. Tam Tam Drummers, Varambe, they show as being temporarily unavailable. So whether they're going to be refilled in some way, Harambe Village Acrobats. Here's what I'd love to see at the holidays. Tree of Life Awakening. Some of those holiday scenes on the Tree of Life were amazing. Um... And then up, a great bird adventure has been replaced by Feathered Friends in Flight, uh, which also includes the Animal Encounters, Winged Encounters, The Kingdom Takes Flight, the little bird show that takes place in front of the Tree of Life, and the character cavalcades in the parks. Very little entertainment, really, um, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We should also mention Walt Disney World. This week, the, the predominant show the show that speaks well you can't have a 50th anniversary of walt disney world without acknowledging and having the hoop to do musical review there from almost from day one um that's that's just sad if you have never done hoop to do you need to run back there when they reopen um that is a sad moment um but it is a reality right now Previously laid off, uh, we talked about Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, the um, uh, Bob Jackson um, at River Roost Lounge, and Disney Spirit 
of Aloha cast were actually laid off, I think, about a month ago. Yet to, um, uh, yet to be determined, at least as far as we know, they may have. Um, but we haven't been told. Atlantic Dancehall, ESPN Club, live radio sports shows, Jelly Rolls. Uh, the Victorian Alberts Harpist, the Grand Floridian Lobby Pianist, Entertainment Scat Cats Club, uh, Disney Springs Street Entertainment. There's what, at least eight, maybe nine venues that I've counted over there. House of Blues concerts have not really come back. Edison Live Entertainment, Parody So 37 Entertainment, um, Raglan Road. Uh, live music. There's so much entertainment at Disney Springs. We just Stargazers Entertainment at Planet Hollywood, um, and then um, then two biggies, the NBA Experience at Disney Springs, which barely got off the ground, and one that is beloved by all, uh, the Electrical Water Pageant. Again, how can you have a fiftieth without the Electrical Water Pageant? Uh, that's my question. And then coming on that is Drawn to Life, presented by Cirque du Soleil and Disney, which they have stated is coming. I give you a date, but every time I give a date, they slide it the next day. So I'm not giving you a date on that. Go look it up. any rate, you can see the breadth and scope of entertainment and how it impacts the Walt Disney World guest experience and, and how truly it has been impacted in a major way this week, but by and large it has been completely impacted by this COVID. Only a fraction of it is currently up and running compared to the whole of offerings that were there. Many of these people will never be back. And that is truly one of the disappointing things. Of course, people come and go, that's part of life. But how sad, how hard, given, given the situations of the pandemic. And especially for many of you who are their guests, who just look forward to that moment um, with these wonderful, wonderful performers. That marks my podcast. I promise something more positive for my next podcast. But I did want you to know the reality of the situation and I think to, to kind of get an idea of what's going on um, share with us what you miss most about entertainment at Walt Disney World and um, and stay with us on the podcast because there's so much more to come as this thing goes up and down uh, hopefully we can see a better day coming soon uh, in the meantime would you please if you have a chance I asked last podcast, I just need to ask one more time if you would, please go to, go to, um, uh, to our, uh, to Apple's, uh, podcast site, um, and there at iTunes, if you could please, please, if you like what we're offering, give us a positive rating. If you could share a good comment or two, please offer that. It really helps us in moving this forward and providing you the best podcast possible. Beyond that, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're staying safe and healthy during this pandemic. To that effect, 
always follow the compass of your heart, as Sinbad says in his storybook voyage at Tokyo Disney. And I hope that we will see you real soon. Have a great day. Thank you.